guys we're back i'm all excited and whatnot i've been working on this show all week i just got caught up with the e3 coverage and all that because i'm a video game fiend i'm a full-time dad which i told you guys i work seven days a week when i actually get a little bit of downtime i still love my video games i'm a big kid so uh what you call it actually um we'll get to the thing we got a big show this week a week worth of news from wrestling all over the world. The video game podcast that I did, it garnished about more than half the listeners than my normal podcast does. So it's not a loss at all. Uh, when big music, movie, video games, pop culture, and women news drop, I will report it. Um, this is the AEW Insider. I'm all excited I got into it. As always, I'm your host, Lee Benz. Welcome. Uh, let's get into this week in wrestling. AEW news first and foremost, of course, because this is the AEW Insider. First off, the tickets for All Out went on sale a few days ago, and it sold out in 15 minutes. That's right, 15 minutes. WWE can keep saying they don't notice and they don't care about AEW, but please, this is huge, and it's not a one-off. Fans want to change, obviously, and I effing love it. Congrats to everybody over there at AEW, and it also has been reported that over 137,000 people wanted to and tried to get tickets for a 10,000-plus arena. That's effing insane. WWE, you better take notice. Of course, after this happened, the Smug Ones, a.k.a. Heels of, w of AEW, took to Twitter. Jericho said, you're welcome, and MJF said, I did it. Those two are too much. Speaking of those two, they've been getting into a Twitter battle, which you know it's probably going to lead up to a future match. It started because Jericho was claiming that MG MJF stole his gimmick. I caught MJF's reply, and he said he was glad Jericho figured out how to use Twitter. He called him a dad. He also said that he got his jacket from Hot Topic, which Jericho replied, a dag joke and a Hot Topic joke already? It looks like the future needs some new material pronto, but I appreciate the effort, Mr. F, and good luck in that your match against Unwell, whoever you face in a pre-show. If you carry my bags, I'll let you sit in a big boy locker room. Good stuff. People on there loved it on Twitter. Uh, John Moxley is busy as always this weekend. He, he This guy's fighting all over and he's doing meet and greets like crazy. He's getting that money and putting himself out there. He fought fellow AEW co-worker and Cody Rhodes' opponent at Fighter Fest, Darby Allen. After the match, he, he stood up. He told everybody, this guy is the future. This guy is the man. I didn't know he was to the night, but, I mean, he's friggin' awesome. He picked Darby up out of the corner, which tells me Dean probably won. And he held his hand up, and he just pointed to him and gave him props. He put him over. It reminded me years ago when AJ Styles did the same thing to an up-and-coming wrestler, Tyler Black. Tyler Black is a.k.a. Seth Rollins. I mean, it was really, really great. And I really, really like when they do that. Joey Janela cut a effing dope promo this week. Him and John Moxley are fighting at Fighter Fest for who pretty much is the craziest in the ring and who is willing to literally die. Janela shot a shoot in the funeral parlor <clears throat> excuse me, with flowers and a big blow-up picture of him and a big coffin. It got me effing pumped. I mean, Janela, I'm telling you, if you don't know who this guy is, but you have to by now, but if you haven't heard him cut a promo or seen his gimmick, you got to watch this promo because he freaking killed it. But it sucks because you know they're going to let John Moxley win. Uh, in time, though, Joey Janela will win, and he will be the star he deserves to be. That kid's a star, man. 
Sean Spears, a.k.a. the Perfect Ten, Ty Dillinger, did sign a contract with AEW. He did not have one till now, but now it's official. He is a member of the roster. And speaking of Spears, Sean Spears, a.k.a. Ty Dillinger, he did an interview with Chris Van Vliet. Yo, Chris Van Vliet kicks so much ass. That guy's on YouTube. He gets the interviews with all the wrestlers, and he's just good, man. And these guys, it's good. And I'm telling you, it's awesome, man. What you call it? Uh, Ty Dillinger did an interview, and it's great to see how these guys are when they're not in a ring or in character. Ty Dillinger, a.k.a. Sean Spears, is a super smart guy. He's got an amazing outlook on light, life, and you can tell he's got a lot of other, lot to give to others knowledge-wise. Definitely check it out on YouTube. Chris Van Vliet. And we'll talk about him some more because, like I said, he's been killing it. Uh, Road to Fighter Fest dropped this week. It's Cody Rhodes' YouTube channel, The Nightmare Family. They did they, they every time there's a pay per view, they do the Road Two. So every week they do a show that highlights people fighting, you know, covers the beef and all that. What happened? This week's episode pretty much covered. It was Road to Fighter Fest. It pretty much covered Darby Allen from AEW. It was really get good to get some insight into his character. You know what I mean? I've been watching him wrestle. Now I know his whole gimmick and all that, where he got it from, what have you. So it was a good episode of Road to Fighter Fest on YouTube this week. It's also where you can catch Joey Janela's funeral promo. And Brandy also announced a three-ways women match for Fighter Fest. It's Nyla Rose, Rio, and Yuka. Uh, and it's also where they dropped that promo and an announcement that Sean Spears is signed with AEW. He did a promo, so check it out. He had, like, chains on his wrist, and he was breaking them like they're saying. They broke free from WWE, yada, yada. Uh, being the elite was gr- being the elite was also great this week. Uh, main skit was Hangman Page calling Nick Jackson. He's trying to book his opponent for Fighter Fest. Uh, Hangman from the uh, excuse me the last pay per view all in and plus the show him and MJF had beef. So he's calling Nick and saying he wants to fight MJF, but Nick they can't hear him. He's having a you know a bad connection. So uh, Hangman says something about the jungle like it's going to be a jungle out there or whatever. And Nick think he wants him to fight Jungle Boy. So so he sets the match for Hangman vs. Jungle Boy at Fighter Fest. So, um, let me see. Alright, then after that, he did call back because he noticed Nick made a mistake. For some reason, the word Havoc came up or something like that. So then Nick booked him against Jimmy Havoc. So Hangman and Havoc right now are going to be fighting at Fighter Fest. So Hangman called once again and tried to get his match against MJF. And so somehow it ended up being a four-way, which is better than all the previous matches in one, obviously. So at Fighter Fest, it will be MJF, Jimmy Havoc, Jungle Boy, and Hangman Page in a four-way. I could steal the show. Uh, the card for Fighter Fest is shaping up to be amazing. And remember, you can watch it for free on BleacherReport.com. Uh, they also had a second bonus episode of uh, uh, Being the Elite this week. It was hosted by SCU, and I covered a recent trip they took to Japan. It was decent. SCU is always worth a good laugh. Those guys are good guys. Uh, they also made it official this week that Kenny Omega will be fighting John Moxley at All Out. You know, Kenny's pissed for what Moxley did to him at All In, so this is going to be a good one. Uh, my daughter and I will be doing our best to go to the House of Glory's High Intensity 8 this year in Jamaica, New York. We went last August and it was awesome. I met Sammy Callahan there. He was so cool. I met Enzo Amori. My daughter got to because that's one of her favorites. And just the show was great. They do it in this place. It's like the New York something, blah, blah, blah. It's got like this big lion's head on the side of the building. I mean huge, like a carved and sculpted. And inside it's just a great venue. So definitely, man. 
and they're, it's high intensity. Their high intensity for House of Glory is like the WrestleMania. Last year we went for part seven and they kicked butt. This year is their part eight. And the only thing announced for it so far is pretty much all they have to announce. But I can't wait who else is to see who else is going to be there and who we'll get to meet this year. But it is the Young Bucks. The Young Bucks will be at High Intensity 8 in Jamaica, New York, Friday, August 9th, which could be one of their very last appearance bef- appearances before they start taping, uh, what you call it, AEW in October. So I'm telling you, it's going to be amazing. And then also, my daughter and I are going to Music, Pennsylvania, which is right by us, for Wrestling Under the Stars. That's where Dean's been killing it. We're like, Northeast Wrestling, whatever they're called, he's going around. So you get to actually see them. They fight, they have a ring in the middle of the bay. In the baseball field, and you get to have ringside seats or sit in the bleachers and watch them wrestle under the stars, and you get to meet them too. So we're going to meet Dean Ambrose for forty bucks. So it's going to be good. So definitely tune in, subscribe. You know what I mean? Like, share, all that, and tune in for coverage. Remember the AEW Insider. All right, CM Punk took to Twitter. One tweet he said in October, uh, what you call it? One tweet he said is is October here yet? Meaning after, and he said that after a Raw SmackDown, meaning that there's, it's Raw and SmackDown, WWE's television sucks, it's boring, and is October here yet? Because in October, that's when AEW starts on television, which is kind of crazy. Then fans asked him on Twitter and said, CM Punk, are you going to let us down and not make a comeback at All Out? And he simply replied, yes, that he's not going to be there, which is awesome, but you never know. Uh, Cody Rhodes said that he will not shy away from violence and blood. I mean, not he, but AEW will not shy away from violence and blood. And that will help them against the WWE. I feel that, and then, like I said before, being willing to work with other companies are going to definitely not give them a leg up and help them survive. Those two things will help AEW do really, really well. And, uh, and all right, we're going to take our break real quick, all right? So we'll take our break. I didn't mean to be so abrupt, but I had something else. Next, we're going to get to some WWE news. After that, I do have some Impact and New Japan news, plus just some regular wrestling news, gossip, and breaking stories. So definitely don't go anywhere. Come back. We're back. This is the Lee. This, I mean, this is Lee Benz on AEW Insider. Check us out on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. We'll be right back. All right, we're back. We're going to get to some WWE news. I got a lot of it. Remember, AEW Insider and all your major platforms on the internet, social media, what have you. All right, Busted Open Radio is killing it, as always, on Sirius XM. And you can definitely hear clips of it or a lot of it on uh, YouTube, Busted Open Radio. They had Ric Flair on. You know, Ric Flair has been tearing like I've been covering, you know, with his videos after he got out of hospital, what have you. Uh, Flair gave a bunch of insight to all that's been going on. His recent promos have been cutting, what have you. It's a must listen. Definitely check out The Nature Boy on Busted Open Radio. As I said before, Triple H is my all-time favorite wrestler. Not my current, but all-time. Uh, we all know, though, since the 90s, he's always wanted the spotlight and would bury and use people to get it. Well, it seems he has not lost that in his older age. WWE is going to Japan soon. He wants to team up with Finn Balor, Luke Gallows, and Carl Anderson, a.k.a. Bullet Club. The old Bullet Club members, some of the original founding members. A, uh, what you're calling a... Uh, Finn Balor was the original leader of Bullet Club, and Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson were huge over there. 
So, of course, on that tour, he wants to be an honorary member. He knows they're huge over there, and he wants to bask in all of their glory. It's insane. You pretty much bury them, or Vince buries them, you all do, on the main roster, and you want to ride their coattails when you're in a different land. It's fucked up. Uh, this week is the anniversary of the death of Dusty Rhodes. Tons of fans took to Twitter to show love. It is amazing how many people and just wrestlers, what have you, say he helped them so much, understood them, was the nicest guy, and they owe him this or that. Plus, his mind for wrestling promos, matches, and gimmicks were second to none. Godspeed, American Dream. Uh, Nikki Bella had a major nip slip. She posted a video online. She didn't know about her nipple, of course, but you can see it. Uh, again, on AEW Insider, on Twitter, on Facebook. But she was, like, in her bathroom moving something around or doing makeup. And literally, that thing is out, and it looks amazing, and it looks like it could cut glass. Uh, thank you. Very nice. Thank you, Mrs. Garcia, for that. Uh, Triple H told Sports Illustrated that Matt Riddle is one of his favorite stars. Matt thanked him over Twitter. I guess they're not too mad at Matt for him calling out Goldberg on his shit after Super Showdown. Uh, speaking of Showdown, Goldberg was scheduled to do three different Saudi Arabia shows for a cool $6 million, $2 million a show. He was After this one with Undertaker, in November he was supposed to team up with Roman Reigns to fight Shane McMahon and a partner of Shane's choosing. And then after that, when he went back to Saudi Arabia, he was supposed to fight Roman. So I don't know if it's still on the table or they're trying to put a kibosh to the deal as best they could uh, after what happened last week with him and Taker. So who knows? We've got to stay tuned on that. Bret Hart spoke out about possible motives about why that man attacked him at the WWE Hall of Fame this year. You can check this out, like I said, and all this out on the AEW Insider and Facebook and Twitter and read what he had to say. Uh, it has been leaked that Aleister Black's first real rivalry on the main roster will be with no other than the Viper, Randy Orton. I think those dudes are going to, you know what I mean? The, those two are going to be awesome, for real, for real. They're going to whoop some ass. They're saying they're going to have him destroy Shinsuke Nakamura first and then get into it Randy Orton, but that's not definite. But he will be fighting Randy. Those guys are going to kick ass. Uh, real quick, some of the sources that we do get our news from, you know what I mean, online and print, are Wrestling Observer, PW Insider, Fightful.com, WrestleTalk, Cultaholic, Sean's View, Ringside News, Pro Wrestling Sheet, WWFOldSchool.com, Bodyslam.net, and Sam Roberts, just to name a few. I like to give props. I mean, every time I do these, it's not from each one of those, but that's mainly where you know, we get a lot of our stuff from. All right, let's get to a little coverage of what happened you know, on their shows this week in WWE. 205 was awesome this week. It started with a match with Jack Gallagher versus Chad Gable. But it was not the old Chad Gable with the towel and the long hair and the American Alpha, what have you. Chad Gable got a haircut. Usually people look stupid and all that when they do that. Dolph tried doing it and dying his hair years ago and it didn't work. But Chad Gable looks really good. Like, no homo, I'm just saying. He's got his hair cut. He looks like a new dude. And you know what I mean? That guy's a wrestling machine. He's so underrated and underutilized. It's not even funny. So, I mean, the match was friggin' awesome. They had a one botch in the corner, and they covered it up. You got to check that out. It was like a sunset flip in the corner. He was supposed to flip or catch Gallagher, but they missed. But besides that, it was a kick-ass match, and definitely, I think he's going to do really, really good on 205. So let's hope they give him the push he deserves. 
Uh, let me see. They also had a four-way match. The winner would be fighting the Cruiserweight champion Tony Nese at that upcoming pay-per-view, Stomping Grounds, which we'll talk about in a bit also. It was Drew Gulak versus Oni Larkin versus Humberto Calillo versus Akira Tozawa. Uh, winner fights Tony Nese, like I said, at Stomping Ground for the belt. It was a back-and-forth match. It was pretty, pretty long. Those guys had mad talent. And that guy, Humberto, is going to be a star, man. His moves are crazy. But in the end, it was, uh, excuse me, Tazawa and Drew Gulak. They pinned each other, but they did a pin where both of their shoulders were on the ground on purpose. So it went off the air that no, the winner was decided. And Drake Maverick has to decide what's going to happen. So you know what will happen Tuesday. Those two are probably going to fight each other other on a one-on-one then a winner will fight the excuse me on tony needs this sunday uh nxt was great as always at a live show which will probably air this wednesday tyler breeze uh what you call it was in a little bit of trouble or maybe he wasn't i would assume he wasn't i think he was from the clip i seen but tyler breeze uh was in trouble or he wasn't i'm just saying to cover my you know but but anyway his partner his fashion police partner in crime fandango made his return from injury Fandango is the man, and he's also underused. Both of them are. I wish they would let him go back to his old NXT gimmick, Johnny Curtis. Johnny was a pimp, and Johnny was the man. Well, congrats, Fandango. Good to see you back, man. You're the peeps. Uh, SmackDown was decent. I assume he was decent. Ratings for it and Raw were in the shit. A shitter, as always. It was just garbage. Uh, the 24 titles, the 24-7 title bit was refreshing, but that's going to wear out its welcome suit if they don't start switching it up. It's the same thing every week. And then, of course, Fire, uh, Bray Wyatt's Firefly Funhouse for Raw was awesome. Delicious this week and twisted. I do love that. Uh, people online are saying that the newest episode of Firefly uh, uh, Funhouse took shots at AEW and John Moxley. I rewatched it. I remember what they said. I really didn't see it, but you never know. So check it out for yourself. If you think Bray was taking shots at John Moxley and AEW in the newest episode of Firefly Funhouse. Uh, SmackDown and Raw just setting up for this weekend's stomping grounds. It's this Sunday, which is just another throwaway pay-per-view. These matches are trash. The logo's trash. The setup and the stories for it are trash. I'm not excited about it one iota, but I will definitely watch it and do a pre-show and a, uh, an after-show. They can give you guys coverage, of course. A leaked pic of the new SmackDown logo that WWE is going to use down for SmackDown when it moves to Friday nights on Fox in October uh, leaked online, and it definitely looks like shit. It looks like straight trash. And then a couple of days later, they are saying that it is fake, but who knows? But definitely check it out once again on the AEW Insider. Uh, John Cena says he will never retire from wrestling. I mean, obviously he doesn't wrestle anymore. He's doing what The Rocks does. But what he's saying, like he said you know, like a year ago, he'll be like Batman. If they shine that bat signal, he'll come running. So whenever he can come back or he needs to, he will be wrestling, which is very, very cool. I think that's awesome. Uh, also, he revealed something really, really strange. He admitted that sometimes he did get accidental erections while fighting in the ring. And that's not even a lie. So, I mean, he's a man for saying that because, I mean, obviously it could happen. No homo, I'm just saying, because that thing has a mind of its own sometime. I remember being a kid in freaking class and shit. But it's crazy he said that. But he's got a boner not once but a couple times while he was in the ring wrestling. Alrighty then. Next.
Also, there's a terrible and horrible rumor that Shane McMahon will win the WWE Championship from Kofi Kingston. I love me some Shane, but don't want it or need it. I don't even like the storyline that's going on. I I never liked the whole best in the world thing. You should have never won that. It was stupid. But I definitely can see it happening. Look how big and how much his storyline with Roman is. How much they take up TV on SmackDown and in Raw. I mean, him and the mid-card murderers. Uh, it's just crazy. But, I mean, I pray it doesn't come to fruition. But it definitely could. So be on the lookout that. Ex-WWE star Adam Rose. You know, the guy used to have the party and the bunnies and everybody came out to the ring with him. He got a wellness policy violation. And then when he was home, he beat up his wife or something, domestic violence. So they let him go. But uh, Adam Rose is having his retirement match. Uh, he, he, excuse me, he got to pick his final opponent, opponent and uh, he wanted to, excuse me, I can't even talk. Adam Rose, ex-WWE star, did an interview about his upcoming retirement match. How he picked his retirement match, how he picked his final opponent, and how WWE helped him on getting clean from his drug habits. So check that out. You know where to find it. Uh, Sonya Deville did an interview about possibly having a multicolor gay woman's title. Well, not gay woman's, but that's what it would stand for. But you know the gay people, and I don't mean that in a bad way, but the gay people do have their color, their flag. It's multicolored. It looks awesome. But if she ever won a title one day, she would probably have a multicolor. And I think that would look cool as fuck. Uh, Batista also did an interview with Chris Van Vliet. Told you we talk about him again. Check him out, man, on YouTube. He talked about tripping on his way into the ring at WrestleMania 35. And he also said that AEW is not a legitimate competitor for WWE. But definitely listen what else he said about each one, you know what I mean? That, that, check out the interview. It was very good. Both of his answers surprised me about what he was saying, and it was good stuff. He also said that he tried talking Undertaker out of the match with Goldberg, but Taker replied that he was obligated to do it. That's crazy. Uh, Dave Meltzer reported that WWE is trying to get wrestlers not to leave. We know they've been trying to resign them for, for like, people, their contracts are coming up, like, a year away or a year and a half away. They're so scared they've been trying to sign them that early. But now they're saying they're trying to get them not to leave. Back in the day, and they're trying to do it again, they're trying to get in their heads that if you go anywhere, you're not going to be anything. Even if you go to AEW here and there, like, there's no place better to be than here. If you're going to be a star, it's going to be in WWE, and they're trying to do that. I think that's pathetic if you ask me. It's not working. Uh, Meltzer, Meltzer also reported he heard that there people are counting the days that they're there. A lot of people are counting the days. It's amazing. Like the whole AEW thing coming in actually is in doing really successful has changed everything. So now these people, what the WWE is doing, trying to act like they, they won't go anywhere or won't be stars, it's working against them because there's more options out there now than ever. So I don't even know why they would do that. It just makes them look stupid. Uh, Ex-WWE star and Impact star Brodus Clay has been accused of sexual harassment with his female co-workers or co-worker on the Fox show. I don't know if it's Fox and Friends or whatever, but he's been on Fox. Uh, on the norm, you would be fired ASAP, maybe law- lawsuits, what have you. In Fox's world, what they do is they move and they give you your own show. So congrats on feeling some titties and getting a new show, Brodus.
fucking unbelievable. Can you believe that, man? Uh, he could not cut it in WWE or in Impact. He gets a sweet gig on Fox, and he acts like he's never seen a woman, woman before. What a fool. But anyway, he didn't even get fired. They moved him off the show with that chick, and they gave him his own fucking show. It's unbelievable. Uh, it also has come to my attention, and this is old news, but I just heard about it, so I'll just share it even though you know. But Ashley Mazzaro's then came back as a suicide. Uh, maybe this is real old and I just forgot it, which is horrible to say. But, I mean, I just reread it again. I mean, love and blessings to go out to her and her daughter. Uh, and it's effing amazing what Mick Foley has stepped up to do to raise money for her family. If you don't know about it, definitely check it out. He's the fucking man. Uh, Mike and Maria Canellis have been on Twitter the last few days putting out tons of videos about them trying to replace Drake, Drake Maverick as 205 manager. And in the shocking news, both of them, have just signed with WWE for five fucking years. To me, that blows my mind. If you follow wrestling, what you do, or listen to this show, you know they've been unhappy with their contracts. They asked for their release uh, a couple months ago. They got in the doghouse. They were supposed to have to do a. They were supposed to do a Valentine's Day special because they're the lovers, and that got canned. They've been sitting home, literally collecting checks, and they just resigned for five years. So, unlike others who are trying to jump ship and go other places because they feel they're not being used, Mike and his wife Maria are totally contentious, pretty much sitting home and getting used whenever and taking WWE's money. And I don't blame them, man. They got a kid. They got a family. They got to do what they got to do. So, hey, man, more power to you. Guys guys. Best of luck and congratulations to the Canalysis. Uh, Ex-WWE and WCW, I believe he was a WCW star, Matt Morgan, seven-foot giant, has won the mayor of a city in California. He's been putting out videos and all that. He's been going door-to-door. He's been standing out in corners because he wanted to be mayor, and he actually got it. Uh, Congrats to you, man. I hope you do a good job. Uh, Once again, he was on Chris Van Vliet. Check him out on YouTube. Yo, I'm telling you, Ty Dillinger, a.k.a. Sean Spears, and Matt Morgan, totally surprised me how vocal they are how well spoken they are and how smart they are check their interviews out on chris van Vliet, man uh he wanted he said i don't know if i said this but he said he was going to do 50 videos this year and it's already june not even halfway over and he's already did 43 so check him out i think i said that i don't know if i did you're killing it though van Vliet. Keep, keep up the good work all right, we're going to take a break real quick. I hate to do that, but we got to pay the bills. I got a little impact news, a little New Japan news, and then we'll wrap it up, you know, with a little bit here and there. Remember, this is Lee Benz with the AEW Insider, and we'll be right back. All right, guys, time to wrap this show up. Let's get to Impact Wrestling. Once again, you're back with the AEW Insider. I did catch Impact this Friday night. It was a kick-ass episode. I love Impact. I just forget that it's on. Uh, It's on Friday nights on Twitch TV, so definitely check it out, man. It's awesome. Uh, Sammy Callahan, as you know, for the last couple of weeks now, instead of Rich Swan, he's moved on to Tessa Blanchard. Tessa Blanchard is such a star, man, and she'll whoop a guy's ass just like she'll whoop a woman's ass. She's amazing. But in this week, he busted into the woman's locker room, started eating her catering, what have you, and he wouldn't leave. He was freaking chicks out. Tessa came out from the back. They got into a war of words. And then next week, they agreed that his uh, OVE member, she wanted it, is uh, David Christ is going to fight Tessa Blanchard. So next week, David Christ will fight Tessa Blanchard. It's going to be kick-ass, and you know Tessa's going to win. Eventually, this is going to lead up to her and Sammy fighting. Uh, ex-former New Japan star Mike Elgin 
fought Willie Mack in the final match, and it was a kick-ass match. Rich Bond was outside for Willie, you know, his backup. You got to watch this match. It was awesome. They're making Mike Elgin a huge heel and giving him a huge putt push. It looks like he's out there like his push is that he wants to hurt people. He wants to put him in the hospital. He couldn't cut it in New Japan. These guys at Impact are giving him everything. So let's see what he does with the ball now that he has it. I don't know, man. Dude is a beast though. A slim anniversary is coming up for them. That is like the WrestleMania. So Impact is in full swing right now. Like I said, catch a free Friday nights on Twitch TV. Plus they have like a streaming service for a couple uh, bucks a month for like 24 hours. Like you can watch it at any time. Killer Cross said online that he is working things out with Impact and he is happy, which is surprising because we all know he asked for his release from the company not too long ago. Guess they stepped that paycheck up to keep him. Uh, Jordan Grace, a.k.a. my future wife, fought Madison Rain on Impact. I didn't think it would be a good match because of the size difference, what have you, but holy fuck, man, I enjoyed it. And it was a real, real nasty spot. It was a botch. Madison was on the ropes, and Jordan was doing a move, and Madison took a nasty spill onto the floor. Uh, it was a very good match, though. All right, New Japan. XNXT and WWE star Hideo Konami, or Kajami returned to New Japan to his old gimmick. He's called Kinta over there, and he challenged John Moxley to a match. That would be all right. Uh, he also wants to be in a G1 Climax number 29 tournament, and John Moxley wants to be in that too, so they could definitely meet and face off during that. So we'll see what Hideo's got now that he's back in J Japan as Kinta. Uh, Okada called out Jericho. That match will be another classic. It will not be like a Kenny Omega and Okada, of course, but it will be up there. Jericho's the goat baby, and he excels over there in New Japan. Uh, there's a rumor that Guido of New Japan stepped down as booker of matches right before their pay-per-view Dominion. But it has come to light that that is not true, which is great because Guido's awesome, and his bookings are even better than, excuse me, better than bad most of the time. Uh, looks like everybody wants to dip their toe into the wrestling promotion pond. Alberto Del Rio, a.k.a. El Patron, and Chavo Guerrero have started their own wrestling promotion. It's called Nashon, N-A-C-I-O-N, Nashon, Nacon, Nashon, Libre. I've seen they sign Camille from NWA, the chick who goes with Nick Aldis' bodyguard. Camille's awesome. What do you They signed them, her, and they also signed Sexy Dolce, who I believe is Sexy Star from Lucha Underground. Uh, it's said to be that Alberto is going to be the face and head wrestler of the promotion. With his past, I'm 60-40 on that, man. I hope his drug habit and, you know, his demons don't mess this up. But I'll definitely be checking it out. Uh, Jim Cornette gave as what is being called a very, very, very weak apology for his gay remarks about AEW star Sonny Kiss. Not cool at all, Cornette. Not cool at all. Uh, at a PCW Ultra Independent Live event this weekend, fellow family member of people like Roman Reigns, The Rock, The Usos, etc., and he's actually the son of the Tongan kid, Jacob Fatu, fucked a fan up.
They said never mess with a wrestler across that barricade. Well, this fat fuck crossed that barricade and was coming up at Jacob Fatu. Jacob Fatu caught him right at the pass and just pushed him and, like, chopped him. The fat fuck dropped on the ground. He went to get up, and he just fell out. I don't know if he literally couldn't just get up, or he was like, yo, I better just lay the fuck down before I get my ass kicked. But then Fatu kicked the dude a couple times, and then he threw a steel chair at him. So it was crazy. Like they said, don't cross that line, man. Once you cross that line for a fan that want to be wrestler fighter, it's open season on your ass. It's not a start move. But definitely check that video out on Twitter or my Facebook. Facebook. All right, guys, that's it for this week. Uh, my daughter and I this weekend are going to go see the new Child's Play and Toy Story 4. So we'll mix that in sometime with some wrestle news next week and let you know how they work. Uh, what you call it? We got stomping grounds next weekend, and after that, we got Fighter Fest. It's going to be good, 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 good coverage and news. Um, as always, thank you guys, man. The numbers have been great on the podcast, and I really, really appreciate you being loyal and tuning in. Uh, this is the AEW Insider, as always. Definitely check out my boy Two Tooth. We're partnering with Jabber Jabber Wrestling. Those guys, Jabber Jabber Wrestling Universe, they're really good. They have a group on Facebook called WFW Fan Group. I'm a big part of. Definitely join our group on Facebook, the AEW Insider, and follow us, like, share, subscribe, what have you, on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter, the AEW Insider. Uh, I'm going to keep stocking my news up like a squirrel stocks his nut up, what have you. And then uh, when I want I have good stuff, I'll put it into the show out. Alright, I'll be back as soon as I can, guys. I told you this was a big episode. Probably one of the longest that we've done. So I'll be back soon. Alright? AEW Insider, check us out. Again, this is Lee Benz, and ciao.